Greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. Okay. Everybody knows what's going on. Next Sunday, look at week. Next Sunday, feeling better. Next Sunday, excellent. Next Sunday, week. <laughs> Every three weeks, right? So the first Sunday I'm going to be. So nobody has to say, Pastor, are you feeling all right? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, you feel better? Yes. You feel great? Yes. See me the next time. So we got it. Every, th- every three weeks. First Sunday, crash. Second Sunday, third, then we go back down again. All right, so we good? All right, so nobody's got to ask me anything, right? Please don't ask me how I'm feeling. Because I might say, how would you feel if you had all this rat poison going in? <laughs> we like life lessons over here. And I don't know if you all watch the news a lot. And a, a lot of times they hide stuff, I think, in certain areas. Uh, on this week, north of the river, a lady was killed, domestic, right? I want you to stay with where I'm going. All right, this morning, 17-year-old killed. I think the mother shot in the garage. 119th Street out there, right, right north, right? Domestic. And I've been teaching the guys in the classes that we have on Wednesday, domestic violence is sky high. And the reason it gets like that is because we're not paying attention to ourselves and what can develop us into anger. You gotta pay attention to that, okay? So uh, the Beatitudes, we all know about those. I wanna talk about one this morning that will help us to be blessed and to help us to live a quality and quantity life. And that is Matthew 5 and 5 from the voice that says, Blessed are the meek and the gentle. They will inherit the earth. We've heard that. And when we think the word meek, sometimes we, we get that wrong. We don't get the definition of what really meek is. We think it's something that we, we categorize meek with weakness. No, meek is a strength. It's not a, uh, if you can read wherever you want to start at, okay. you can even do the definition you want. And so this is what we want. We don't want that in this church. We don't want the domestic violence. There's something like we act like we're scared to talk about in the pulpit. And there's many instances where there are people in positions in the church that are very abusive outside the doors. I'm talking about pastors, deacons, and all those kinds of you see, and uh, uh, youth pastors and all this. So what we're trying to do here, not trying, we want to do here is to get a greater understanding of how we're supposed to be. You know, sometimes you, we need to ask ourselves, how am I dealing with issues? You know, if you're really brave enough, especially you all that's got spouses, ask them, how, are you, how am I treating you? What do you really feel about our relationship? Boy, that got scary, didn't it? You see, all right? Because am I gentle? Am I meek and am I gentle? There's nothing wrong with being gentle. Wherever you want to start, I'll catch up. Yep, Uh, we'll go ahead and start with meek, which is a quiet, gentle person. It's just a quiet, gentle person who is not self-willed. A very quiet, gentle person that's not Mm self-willed. Because too many, when you get self-willed, you make things about you. Right. And you can't be in a partnership of anything that's going to be successful and everything's about you. 
that just don't work that way. All right? But a, a meek person, it takes a strong person, it takes a strong person to give up self-will in some things. Mm-hmm. You know? Sister Gwen has to, she, she's going to be there, and many of you others went through stuff in here, where you have to give up a part of your self-will to cater to someone that you said you love well, in sickness and health, for better or worse, in life and death, right? So that means you're going to have to give up himself sometimes to cater, right? Right? And if you haven't lived that, you keep living. It can be, and, and you all, the young couples in here, wait till you have kids. And then it doesn't get better. You have grandkids. All right? So am I doing okay? All right. And just as you were saying, Pastor, also to be meek is to not be continually concerned with his own ways, ideas, and wishes. So it's not about you all the time. It can't be about you all the time. Can't have a team, and it's all about you. It won't work. And, and, you know, so sometimes I have great ideals. This is, this is going to cost me. But Gwen's ideals are better. I told you it was going to cost me, right? Yeah, stepped in that myself, all right? Uh, y'all laughing, but I'm glad. Because if they better, it's going to serve me better. Are y'all with me? Here we go. Also having the willingness to put and submit yourselves to achieve what is good for others. And sometimes a team does things and sacrifices things to make others better. Does that make sense? I would hope that when my time comes and ended, my family would say, Dad or Grandpa made us better. All right? I would hope as a pastor that people would say, you know, one thing about Pastor Fields, he kind of fussed and such and such and such, but he gave, made us better. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so this is what we want, and I want you to be serious about that. If you're a team, you're there to make each other better. If any corporate, corporate means not corporation, but corporate, we'll say that, we're there to make us better. All right? When, we, when they do praise and worship in here, they're doing that to make what? The service better. And then I come up and make it better, better. <laughs> I saw Isaac doing this. He was getting too much out of that, so I had to go. <laughs> Get in there. So uh, uh, you understand what we're talking about here. Yes. So, so meek is really not what you thought it was. It takes a lot of strength to step back when somebody else is in trouble and make it about them instead of about you. I want to tell all of you something. Sooner or later, you live long enough, it'll happen. Sooner or later, you get married, you, you stay married alone, it's going to happen. Because this is fragile. This is fragile. Are you with me? That's right. Coming from the commentary, the meek are those who are humble and submissive before God. Now, see, let's see the difference here. The meek are those that are humble and submissive before God. They find their refuge in him and commit their ways entirely to him. That's what the meek do. It takes strength to give up you and to really 
understand that God's purpose for you is more important. God's purpose for you is more than your purpose for yourself. All right? And they are more concerned about God's work and God's people than about what might happen to them personally. And we're so glad that there are people that have given up a lot of their time and a lot of their self in the medical field. Right? And and, uh, law officers. Yes, come on, amen. Amen. Firemen. Amen. Amen. Do you see what I'm saying? Right, those people, nurses, right? Teachers. You see, people who's given up to make this world better. And all of you can. Everybody in here has got something that somebody else needs. Sometimes just a smile. I won't say anything, but I, I visualize, I'm telling you, a couple yesterday, and I saw them today, and I'm like, man, you're a spiritual dude. No, I didn't. I was saying, yeah, that was great, because God will reveal to you when you needed something, and that was an uplift for me. You know, see, two things. They came good, and we had some people call us this morning and say, we're not going to be at church because we're not feeling well, different folks. And that's the rule in here. Yes. If you ain't feeling well, homebound. Yes. All right? So we're doing all right. Yes. I looked up. So I had the no end idea. of the commentary says, the meek rather than the aggressors ultimately inherit the earth. Yeah. Aggressive people only get what they're after. Mm-hmm. But we're going to inherit the earth. That's what we're about. So meek is not weak. Actually, meek is strong. Okay, all right, here we go. All right, now we're going to come from Psalms 37, starting at verse 7. And, and all of us have done this uh, at one time or another. We've all done this. And this here thing has haunted me sometimes, now that I'm older. You used to think that people who had everything had everything. And then you find out how some of those people got that everything after it crashed. All right? When somebody found out that they got their everything in every way wrong. You know what I'm saying? So here's what the Bible tells us about those folks. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Wait till your time. Sometimes you pray for things and God hadn't given it wasn't your time. Timing is everything. All right? Do not fret when people succeed in their ways. And some people succeed in their ways. When they carry out their wicked schemes. And we see that. And at both sides, if you're looking at the political arena, that is about the craziest mess up there. You know, they need to get them all out. Just get rid of everybody. Start all over again. And don't have no Democrats, Republicans, nothing to have Americans. They care about each other. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Yeah, because, and this is what I want to talk about. You got to refrain from anger and return from wrath. Yeah, yes. It's tough to do sometimes, but sometimes you're going to win. Just step back. And if you, there's the Bible says that you can be angry, but what? Sin Sin not. So it's telling you you can get angry, but just don't sin. And there's some things that we ought to be angry about in this society, in this country. Yeah, but we don't sin. All right? It only leads to evil. And it's only going to come up to evil. Okay? For those who are evil will be destroyed. Sooner or later. My mother used to say, 
you got by, but you didn't get away. Yeah. It's coming up again. All right. But those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. But us, who our hope is in the Lord, we're going to win. We're going to win. And some of us have lived it where people have knocked you around. If you had, you should have really got a position and you didn't get the position because evil stopped you or something happened this way. But look at you now. In the end, you won. All right? And some of the people that done it to you had to come back to you. All right? And in verse 10, a little while, the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. So you, there's gonna, it's, it's going to happen. There'll be no more. And then what's going to happen? You'll look for them and what? They will not be found. They will not be found. All right. But they, the meek. But us, the will, meek, will inherit the land and enjoy, listen here, enjoy peace and prosperity. That's right. That's who we are. That's, right. That's who we are. Let me tell you. I will tell you, there's been a many, a millionaire, billionaire would tell you that they could buy everything they wanted, but they couldn't buy peace. And they couldn't buy joy. But we got peace and joy. And there's nothing like having peace and joy in your life. You see, it's like you, the only concern, when you really have peace and joy in your life, then the only concern that you have is you want to come to church and get a good lesson and get fed and watch that team, uh, the Chiefs, out there play <laughs> and play and hope that they'll win and just have a good time. With that's, that's, that's fun. You haven't got to go and bond somebody out. And you're not the one that's got to be bonded out. You don't have to go and get on the phone and get kicked out, locked out, blocked out, whatever out you're in, because you're living with peace and joy. That is the life. They will take pleasure in its peace and its joy. Oh, I got down to read that. I got too far away to read that. Yeah, verse from the voice says, but the humble-hearted. But us humble-hearted. Will inherit the land. We're going to win, people. And they will take pleasure in its peace and enjoy its abundance. And there's some of you in here, some of us in here doing that now. We're having a good life. God has blessed us with peace, joy, and abundance. We're living that good life in it, you see? And, and we don't have anything to be ashamed of, and we don't have to cover up anything. We went to work and got our money fair. Yeah, yeah see, we ain't got to check the phone and make sure it's not the RS. Yeah, because we've done it right. Yeah, we, don't, we can go to work and know that they can check on us because what? We've done it right. We've done the right thing, right? We're not scared to go home. Because we've done it right, left, right, and came home right. Are you with me? It's got to be in everything. It's got to be in everything. It's got to be in your everyday life. And once you have that, you're not concerned about all the craziness going on because God has promised you life and life more abundant, and you're living it. That is his promise. He said Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, but... I come to give you life, and life more abundant, and life more abundant is peace, joy, and you can't have any more than that. Peace and joy. 
And, 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 and then you'll get to the point, I laugh, and people think I'm really kind of, I'm 77 years old, and I tell these people, I feel great, doing great, all's great, everything, but I'm still on the tail end. I ain't got 77 years more left. I'd like to have seven good, take one of them off, and, and <laughs> I'm good, because the better reward is I'm living good now, and there's something better? Are you kidding me? And I'm scared of that? <laughs> right? That's what we have. So we can live life with joy. You see, I'm living, I tell people, and I have a good life, and I enjoy life, and I'm a fun guy, have a good life, and some people got to live their life here because it doesn't get any better than that. But my life is full of joy and full of peace and full of abundance, and hey, and it's going to be better? I'm good. All right? Are we doing all right? Well, are we getting a life lesson? Yes. Matthew 5 and 5 from the Passion. What blessing comes to you when gentleness lives in you? You know where gentleness should be? In me. Do you have it? Do you have it? You need to ask yourself, do you have gentleness in you? When you got gentleness in you, it doesn't matter what's going on around you because what's in you is more powerful than what's outside of you. All right? Are y'all with me? That's right. All right. And that gentleness is means having or showing a mild, kind, tender character. Is that who you are? Character is who you are in the dark. Character is who you are in the dark. Amen. Tell me it's a hard job up here, Lord. I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> Character is who you are in the dark, right? That's right. And and this is this is some people say I'd like to be. What's that on the wall? Fly. A fly on the wall. Yeah, well, I can't be a fly on the wall, but God's looking at you. Yes. He knows who you really are. That's right. All right. And gentleness also means being courteous. Being what? Courteous. Courteous. It doesn't. Have you ever went through the line at the grocery store and the person that was uh, doing all of the work, getting you in, had an attitude? You would too if you was only making $16 an hour dealing with some of the folks you got to deal with. You can't just smile, take your time. You don't know what those people went through. You understand where I'm coming from? Courteous. Nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with you see somebody with two or three kids and a and a bunch of food, and you got two or three, they step back in the line. Be courteous. There's nothing wrong with somebody, an elderly person walking through, just open the door, let the people in, you'll be okay. You see, one of the things that bothers me, and I hope no Christ Temple North people do it, is I watch people driving these F-150s, big old trucks, in the handicapped place. Getting out, walking back, like, you know. I always try to park, and Gwen will tell you this, I park far away, I never try to park close because there's somebody got kids, there's somebody who's, who needs, and plus I need to exercise, so it's good for me. You understand, just be courteous. Just be courteous. It doesn't matter if they speak back, you're making it about you. You're making it about you. Good morning. It's okay, put in. Because it ain't about them, it's about you, right? I was, uh, I forgot where I was at at the store, and this guy opened the door for me, okay? And I'm going to use the color because it'll make sense to you, all right? He's a white guy, he opened the door for me, 
And then, so I stood back and was opening the other door for this other lady. And she looked at me, I can open that door for myself. And I'm like, okay. And I stood there and opened the door so she'd go through anyway. Because I'm opening the door and it ain't about you. It ain't about what you think of this. It's about who I am. I'm gonna be courteous no matter what condition your condition's in. That's how it works. That's how it works. You see? All right. Gentleness also means being polite. Being, there's nothing, it, be polite. Just be polite, okay? And soothing to be around, not harsh, hurried, or violent. We're not, that's not who we are. We're polite people. It's okay. When you get angry at somebody, guess what? You're making it about them. You're making it about them. Yeah, see? About you. Let me tell you. See, my ego is, you know, I got this kind of ego. I don't want to make it about them. Because, look at me, I want everybody to get this. Because when you make it about them, you shrink. When you make it about them, you shrink. I wouldn't give anybody the kind of power to make me shrink. You see what I'm saying? Are y'all with me? Because it's about you, not them. They may not be under the same rules you under. You got a rule book. Do you understand? All right. So you ever watch the sports, and especially football players and basketball players, somebody can grab somebody's face mask and they throw a flag, and the guy's like, <laughs> ref's watching. He's watching. Right? Here we go, all right? So again, from the passion, what a blessing comes to you when gentleness lives in you, for you will inherit the earth. When blessed is where? In me. In me. Read that again because of. Um, when blessing comes to you, when gentleness lives in you. It's got to live in you. You see, and, and the people around you can feel that. Some of your households need that with your spouses, with your children, with your grandchildren. Some people have to leave the house to find what they're looking for, gentleness. You see, sometimes it's, we run people away from our lives because they're searching for something they shouldn't have to search for. If we would be who we're supposed to be, then they wouldn't be searching for what they don't have that they should have. That's just a fact, all right? And the message puts it this way, you're blessed when you're content. With yes, yes. You're very blessed when you're content. Yes. With just, here, listen to me. You're blessed when you're content with just who you are. That's right. You're blessed and content with just who you are. Quit trying to be somebody else. You're blessed to be content with who you are. God created, I can only speak for me because some of you may not like yourself. Do you all know who Primetime is? Colorado's coach. They interviewed him on 60 Minutes. He, he might have took this from my book. Because I've said it, no, I've said it before he said it. Haven't I said it before he said it? They asked him who he thought the best coach was. In football, he says, you got a mirror? 
Right. He's satisfied with who he is. He's always been, didn't change because he's in a different position. He's just who he is. Like me or not, I'm going to be who I am because when I'm who I am, I am satisfied with who I am. I, you understand? I, when I am who I am, then I'm satisfied. When, when I'm satisfied with who I am, then I'm satisfied with the very God who created Johnny Chesterfield Jr. And you ought to be the same way. When you're satisfied with who you are, you ought to be satisfied because God created you. There's nobody like you. He created you. If he's satisfied, why aren't you satisfied? You see, you need to tell your children. That's why bullying gets in. That's how it is because we let our kids leave the house without getting the information that they need to be able to stand up against all the lies that other little kids say to them. You see, some folks, different sizes, different colors, different language, but God created you to be that way. Say, I'm satisfied with who? God created me to be. Now give yourself a hand clap about that. All right? And when you got that, then you will not try to take from somebody else because you got everything you need within yourself. You just want to make yourself better. All right? Now sometimes you can do this. This is good. Uh -huh. This is good stuff here. I couldn't have done a better job myself, Holy Spirit, if you hadn't gave it to me. Go ahead. And when you're content. Have some laugh. Have some joy. Walk out of this church. You should be able to walk out of church every Sunday feeling something you never felt before about yourself. Never again will you ever allow anybody to drag you down and make you think less than who you are ever again. Okay? When you're content, that's the moment. You find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. Can't buy me. Can't buy what I have because I'm content. Somebody, there are people paying, yes, look at me. You ought to feel good and get this message. There are people trying to buy what you got. But they don't know that they can't buy it with what you, with their money. Because it came from here. You see? You understand for that? Oh, this now is good. from the Amplified. Blessed. Inwardly peaceful. Now, this is the one I want to take my time. I want you to get it because we don't have violence in our families, domestic violence. We don't put up with it. We don't, we don't deal with any of that stuff. All right? You're Christians, right? You say you're saved. You can't be, if you're saved, then there's something inside you that keeps you safe and safe. All right? Blessed, what? Inwardly peaceful. Inwardly peaceful. That means when all hell breaks loose around you, you still have peace. That way you can make the right decision. That's right. Don't get caught up into that storm. Don't get caught up in the storm. Okay? Spiritually secure. You ought to be spiritually secure. Spiritually secure. You ought to be spiritually secure with yourself. God created you. you. You believe in the Bible? Did you have the Holy Spirit? the almighty, powerful Holy Spirit, then you ought to be spiritually what? Secure. You can't have the Holy Spirit and something be lacking in you. You know what the Holy Spirit done? God said, let the Son be there. And it said, what? The Spirit moved. Anytime God said something, he didn't do the work. The Spirit did the move. Read your Bible. The Spirit does it. The Bible says that the same Spirit that rose Jesus Christ up from the dead is the same Spirit that's in you. You see? 
So you are what? Spiritually secure. There ain't no insecure stuff in you. Shouldn't be. You ought to be spiritually secure. All right? Worthy of a respect. Worthy of what? Respect. You treat people how to train you. You train people how to treat you. You train people how to, uh-huh. You're going to respect me because I respect me. Have you ever noticed that the people who respect themselves are the people people slide away from? They may call your names as they go on walking away or when you ain't there because you respect yourself. Here we go. These are the gentle, the kind-hearted. These are the what? Gentle, kind-hearted. These are the gentle and kind-hearted. There's nothing wrong with being gentle and kind-hearted. There's nothing wrong with being gentle and kind-hearted. Maybe these rocks are talking back to me. <laughs> you know, Jesus said that something once this prophet was talking about. Uh, remember that in the Bible? Jesus said, Jesus, hold on. You ain't that much. These rocks will cry out for me if I want them to. Now, you don't want a rock to cry out for you. So what? Amen. Okay, here we go. We're almost done. I don't know why you. All right. You see? Also the sweet-spirited. What? The sweet-spirited. And there's something, there's nothing like a person that has a sweet spirit. Just a sweet spirit. You know, it's a, you can't say it now because everybody's so about something. You can walk with somebody and say, you have such a sweet spirit. Like Karen there, that's my buddy Karen there. She has such a sweet spirit. In this church, you can do that. In other church, you heard what the pastor said about it? I, yeah, I know he was looking at her all the time. She talking about she had a sweet spirit. They don't know. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. Because that's how folks are. Because they don't, they, a, a non-spiritual person has no idea that there's a spirit in a person. And they don't know that if you are spiritual, you can see the spirit in the person. Do you understand that? And the Bible wants to tell us. That, you know, Brother Ray has a very sweet spirit. It's been over 40 years in this church. Sweet spirit. You see, when someone said something about Pastor Fields, I know sometimes he's hard on us and he says things to us, but I, I like, what he, I, I take what he says to me because I know where it's coming from. It's coming from a sweet spirit. If you've got a sweet spirit, you don't want any of your people to fail. Are y'all with me? That's right. So, so we're, and see, and I, I've always said this, not because some of you do, we got, we got some people to drive a long way to get here. Talk about it. Take your 30 minutes, your 40 minutes, talk to each other. Do we have something missing? You know what Pastor said, let's, let's review this. Everybody in this church ought to do that. And if there's something missing, ask the Holy Spirit. Thank you. If there's something missing, ask the Holy Spirit to put it in your life. Because sometimes, you see, if you're not intelligent, you'll say, well, pastor's contradicting himself. But if you're smart, like pastor, there's a scripture that says, don't what? Quench the spirit. Even though the spirit's in you, you can quench the spirit. That's scripture. We're almost there. We're Take almost time, there. Pastor. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, we we good. That sweet spirit went right on out the way, huh? All right, here we go. Also, self-control. Whoa, 
Whoa. Oh, we're supposed to have self-control. That took all that domestic stuff out. That took all that name calling out. That took all that greed out. That took all that anger out. I'm not going to respond. It's okay in sports. If you act, I react, but not in life. Because we have self-control. And that means that we can control ourselves no matter what the condition is around us is. All right? I'm going to have a sweet spirit no matter how ignorant people around me are. You see? I'm, yeah, y'all know. I'm the only person who knows some ignorant people. Okay. Here we go. Now let's turn to Matthew 11 at verse 28. Come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Now that's the part that we all like. That's the part that we all like because that's what Jesus is saying to us. But there's a part in here we're going to read that he, see, a good leader won't tell you anything that they don't have. A good leader won't tell you to do anything they don't have. All right? Here we go. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And we understand that. I don't have a problem with that. He's still talking about me. He's saying, take my yoke. One. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'll give you rest. For I am gentle and humble whoa, whoa, in whoa, heart. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. You're a Christian? Yes. It means Christ-like. Yes. What did he say to be? Gentle, gentle and humble. So he ain't asking us to do nothing he ain't. So, so some people are better off calling themselves churchgoers. See, they really got it right. They're not lying to you. When you ask them what they are, they say they are Baptists. They're Methodists. They're Pentecostal. All right? They ain't lying. Some folks are lying when they say they're Christian. Because if you're a Christian, you've got to have what Christ has. And he says he's gentle. And he says he's humble in heart, and you will find rest to your soul. He's saying, yes, if you got what I got. I'm gentle and I'm humble. Good stuff, people. And you will find rest for your souls. You won't have a restless soul. You understand where I'm coming from? He says, for my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. Mm -hmm. If I walk like he would have me walk, my burden's easy. My burden's easy. Yes. It's a good message for you. Who are you? You need to ask yourself, who are you? If you ain't this, what you heard this morning, this is it, isn't it? Yes. You need to get yourself in check. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. You need to get yourself in check. Yes. You can go, yeah, don't, don't walk around here. You know, Trevor told us last week, we should be loving folks. Right. Yes. You see? Check yourself. Everybody, when you get in your car, 
when you get in your car and you're going home, I look, well, some of you, nobody looks too mad in here. Anyway, <laughs> uh, if, you, if you're with somebody, what kind of spirit's going to be riding with you? You see, when she wants fish and you want chicken, fish guy. We got more fish in our house than they got in the pond than they have in a pond. Because, John, this is what you're supposed to be. I read it. You're supposed to be this and this and this and this. I read it. And uh, I'm humble that my wife is concerned about my health and willing to make sure that I eat healthy going through another round. This is my eighth round. She's been right for seven, so I'm quite sure she'll be right for eight. Yeah. <laughs> Good God, I have that. Yeah. 